everlasting summer, you can see it fading fast. I know you've been waiting a little bit longer than normal. Jen's manicure spot needs an extra pair of hands. Who's at the front desk right now? Someone who's handy with everything from nail files to spreadsheet files. Deidre's not coming in today, but we have that whole bachelorette Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Derek's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. After the third time jump-starting my car, I finally realized my battery was dying. So I stopped by O'Reilly to have it checked. They tested it right there in the parking lot. It was bad, real bad. But they helped me find the right battery for my car and even installed it for free. Now my car starts like new. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Keyshawn Johnson. Jay Williams and Max Kellerman. Join now by Dominique Foxworth Morning Neat. What's going on? Man, I can't hang out with y'all. Why? It's, 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 it's a little why? too comfortable around here. It just feels a little too much like home. I'm going <laughs> to slip up and say the wrong thing on the air. I just get got to be got to be a professional. Yeah, you got to I mean, be able to multitask. You played football. I, I did back then. I, that's a, a muscle I don't use anymore. Now, <laughs> now it's a switch. I turn it on and off now. I can't go in and out of worlds. So that's that's sharp here. Here. Stay sharp here, man. Messing with me, I'm going to have you stumbling, bumbling <laughs> over words. Yeah, Jay, Neek is so right, though, because when you get a little too relaxed. Yeah. Oh, it happen all the time. You be in the middle of a conversation, you be talking to somebody, me and keep like, I'm like, yo, look, yeah. it's hard to stay focused over here, man. Cameras on you. You know, Nick, you gotta be able to pay attention. See, I could hear y'all talking, I could hear Max, I hear my producers, I'm watching television. Gotta stay focused. Yeah, that's probably how if if Jordan was a basketball coach, that's how he talked to people. Like, you just gotta do it. It's not that easy. GJ <laughs> and Max, mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Well, guys, I'm sure we have nothing to talk about here for the next two hours. Um, are the phone lines open? Uh, the phone lines are open. <laughs> 800-998-1003. Call in. Who do, you, who do you want to be the next Saints head coach? Because apparently that's a thing now. Um, multiple reports. Uh, out there that Sean Payton is stepping away. Uh, Nick Underhill in New Orleans for that football report. He's retiring. Um, and we, guess what? We have a lot of calls now. Um, we'll, we'll get to the phone lines here in a second. Um, I just want to point out as, uh, as my, my buddy Brandon, uh, aka Spaghetti Kid, who has hosted this show with me before, uh, he just pointed out to me something that, I'm not sure, Aaron, uh, you are aware of, uh, but it's something called the Curse of Lopes. Uh, when I was covering Tulane, I think uh, five coaches got fired that year and there was an AD search. Uh, when I moved to LSU the very next year, Les got fired my first month on the job. And uh, I think uh, Johnny Jones got fired that year. Maybe Palmineri was about to. It was, it was a bad thing. I went to, uh, they went, LSU baseball went to Omaha that year. Um, so they, can we keep Willie Green though? Well, I, 
I was going to get to that in the fact that Willie Green is the third coach in three seasons of me hiring this team. So right now we are in a uh, this is a a a a crazy day for me to have to pinch hit for Gus, uh, where we get this kind of news right here off off top. Um, again, multiple reports now. I think uh, uh, Amy uh, has has just tweeted something about it. Obviously, Nick uh, Rap Sheet's been putting it out there. We we're looking at now uh, the next the next in line for the Saints, and as we talked about with Graf, you, you know. Who who is next? We don't know. Um, does this change things with Dennis Allen? Does he still go to? Um, does he still go on his uh, head coaching visit that he or head coaching visit his his interview with um, you know with the the, the Chicago Bears? Uh, that part I I I don't know. Um, let's let's get right into these phone lines now. Uh, I'm sure we're going to have a, a bit, a little bit of a, a schedule difference. Uh, let's, let's go here to, uh, to Josh. Uh, Josh, what have, uh, what, what have you, what do you got here on, on this news? Yeah, I know you're going to have a lot to talk about today. And, uh, by the way, y'all are a great change of pace. Lo- love the uh, hosting today. But, Thank you. Um, I appreciate it. I definitely think, you know, you're going to talk about the greatness that Sean had over the years and the master mastermind season he had which he did this past season but i think y'all need to talk about how he just paid Taysom hill 54 million dollars and then left and we're stuck with that contract and i know there's some of it's voidable but like it's going to affect us and i'm more upset about that than anything because he knew he was retiring way before the season probably ended or maybe halfway through so i mean love the guy definitely appreciate what they did the last two you know last 15 seasons but you know we are set up for failure for the next couple of seasons, and I want Brian Flores. I don't. I think it's like a no-brainer. But just want to call and say that who that baby. I love my team, but it's exciting because if you look at the league the last five years, there's been about seven or eight franchise quarterbacks, you know, acquired. So I'm not worried about that. I think if we could stink for a couple of years and get a, a stud quarterback and a solid D, we'll be fine. So love the show. Appreciate it, man. I thank thank you. Um, to to your point. I I I would like Brian Flores. I think that would be a great choice, yeah. based on what this team I think has done. I I definitely could see them staying in house, whether that is 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 Dennis or Pete Carmichael first. Um, to the Taysom Hill point, we'll we'll talk more about that after Shane. We're going to get to you in a second. Um, the Taysom Hill contract. I think what you can see now is, I think you will see Taysom now get used more. Maybe in the in the tight end role, the hybrid role, Absolutely. that's still something that um, that's still something that you'll I think see because I don't, they're not going to change too many of these pieces. Uh, they're they're going to try to kind of keep all of this um, as as tight as possible. Shane uh, is is on hold. Shane, let's go to you real quick. Uh, what, what do you what do you got on this news, man? Oh man, it's 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 heartbreaking. Oh, uh, but such is life. You got you got to rule with the punches. But I'm not I'm not excited about just giving Dennis Allen his job without doing a full search. Uh, I mean, he's done a great job as, as DC the last few years. But but the he could get a record like eight and thirty when he yeah. was with the Raiders. 
I, I don't not to say that he can't get the job, but I think he needs to do a full search, Pete Carmichael or anybody else that that's out there. But you don't just give it to him just to, because of these last couple of years with the defense. I think it, it, it needs to search. Yeah, I'm with you. I think you you definitely need to go through the process. I, I just I know how. I mean, we've seen obviously the the, the Pels are different in how they do things, and obviously that you know David Griffin the last two years has gone outside of the building uh, for for hire for really the last three hires have all gone uh, gone outside the building, um, even going back to what Dell did with 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 Alvin, but I think on that side they they like their guys and they like Sean's guys, and I I, I wonder just how much influence Sean is going to have on who this next coach is going to be that that's going to be to me. I think the, the biggest thing here is how much influence does Sean Payton have? Um, if, if that is the case, I, I definitely could see it being a, a Dennis Allen or even Pete Carmichael, somebody in the building. Um, going back to Josh's point from earlier, I am not as concerned with the, um, like the Taysom contract or anything like they have gotten out. We, we talked about that earlier. They have gotten out of cap hell before they will continue to do so. Um, I don't think Taysom becomes like this magical trade chip or anything right now. However, uh, Taysom is, I think I said going to be used more in that role, but now I think everything kind of changes, but I think you, you kind of, we kind of have a blueprint for what a Sean Paytonless season almost looks like uh because of the suspension year um you know where you know you go back to 2012 and everything kind of stayed the same i i wonder if they do that again uh you know it, it's 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 a lot right now and i think you know you, you lose the the best player in franchise history and the best coach in franchise history here in back-to-back years um Sean Payton was 152 and 89. That's a 63 percent winning percentage uh, in the regular season. He went nine and eight in the postseason. 161 total wins. AP Coach of the Year once. Obviously brings uh, brings New Orleans uh, brings New Orleans a Super Bowl back in 2009. I, I you don't know what's next. The way that the way it's it's kind of read, it, it does sound like he is actually could be re- retiring. It could be the mini retirement that rap sheet kind of pointed to before. Um, this has been just a, a whirlwind few days. Obviously we, we go back to Gail yesterday talking about how she, she didn't know, which kind of leads me to believe like he talked to Mickey yesterday per, per those reports right. and then comes into today and says, you know, I've made my decision. Looking back at Gail Benson's thoughts yesterday, she was very open and honest, really, saying that, you know, we don't know right now. And instead of you know, trying to, to hide what may or may not be happening, I think that's appreciated. Uh, people kind of had an idea, okay, well, maybe this might actually be possible that Coach Payton could be leaving. Um, we know he's been proposed by Fox Sports to come on as a broadcaster. I think it also speaks to how taxing this past season was, how difficult this season was with all of the 
injuries with the things that happened with COVID related people being in and out. Um, it was a tough season. And I think that he maybe just felt like, you know, he's been here for a long time. Let's see what could be next. But, you know, still lots to come out. Obviously, we hope to hear from Coach Payton at some point on his thoughts. Still have yet to have this actually confirmed by Coach or the organization. So still kind of waiting on official word there. But, this is the point in the show where I remind everybody that Aaron yeah. Connors is a employee <laughs> of the New Orleans Saints and Pelicans. But yeah, over the past <laughs> couple of days, this was something that started coming out more and more. Um, so it'll definitely be new territory for the Saints after you know things are officially. I once again, I would think I just would like to blame Gus Catgill. I think this is all. Were you, yeah, you were just telling me about this whole uh, the, the curse, curse of, of Lopez. The curse of so Lopes. I don't know why it would be Gus's fault. No, it, it's Gus's fault because he knew this could happen today. I feel like uh, let's let's catch the viewers up on on the curse of Lopes. Um, hashtag curse of Lopes. <laughs> when I was covering Tulane, I think uh, 2014, 15, I think Tulane had about four or five coaches step down. Uh, during my time frame there. Went to LSU in 2016. Les gets fired a month into my job, um, including most of that staff. Uh, Johnny Jones, that was his last year. Go to base. Baseball goes to the College World Series that year. Uh, I do not go until the final series when I walk into the press box. Because that year, uh, Chris Dave, who is still with the, the Times Picayune, Chris Dave was covering baseball. He went to Omaha. I get there. Their, their records during the season, when I covered, uh, not great. When he covered, very, very good. When I got to Omaha, I got in the press box, and one of the workers looked at me and said something that I'm not allowed to say on radio about me being there. <laughs> Man, I don't know if that speaks to how cursed you are or how highly you think of yourself that you have this much power. To affect things this way. I think it's both. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say both. Uh, and then obviously we've had three coaches in three years here with the New Orleans Pelicans and numerous other things. <laughs> so you can you can ask yourself about the validity of the curse of Lopes. Um, obviously we are going to talk a lot more about this uh, today. If you would like to call in 800-998-100.3. Our guest the rest of the show, I, I'm not going to be honest with you guys. I don't know what it looks like now. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably still talk to Jared here at 115, uh, New Orleans native, so we can still talk about, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll throw a little bit of LSU in there, but we can talk about his feelings, his thoughts. Maybe we'll relive some of the where were you at the Super Bowl uh, time. I'm probably going to scratch Tim at uh, at 130 here to not go back to Pels. We'll, we'll, we'll stay with this for a little bit, uh, and then we'll see, because obviously we have two Saints reporters uh, in the 2 o'clock hour. I think they're a little bit busy right now. So we're, we'll we'll check in on Amy and Sean and see if they can still come on. I'm going to guess no, but hey, we'll see what happens. Um, again, we have to point out this is still just reports right now. I think every, I mean, um, Triplett just threw it out. Uh, according to WDSU now, uh, a or I'm assuming there was some sort of thing. There will be a press conference at three o'clock today, um, presumably to announce uh, that Sean Payton is set to announce his retirement. He has told coaches now, uh, he's told players, so they will announce this at a news conference at three o'clock. Uh, 
I may be hosting this show for by myself if there is a news conference at three o'clock. Uh, we will see. Uh, let's, let's go to break right now. Uh, before I do that though, look, if, if you had questions about gambling, now might be a time to, to answer some of those because DraftKings is coming. DraftKings Sportsbook is coming to Louisiana where you can do it. You're going to be able to do it from the comfort of your own own home. To celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving customers $100 in free bets when you sign up before they go live, which again could be very, very soon. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code LaRose, L-A-R-O-S-E, when you sign up. Those who sign up right now get that $100 free dollars. I don't know. Maybe you can bet on who's the next Saints coach. I don't know if they have that kind of thing. That's code LaRose to get $100 free dollars in bets instantly only on DraftKings Sportsbook. She's Aaron Summers. I'm Andrew Lopez, ESP in New Orleans, 100.3. We'll talk a lot of Sean Payton the rest of the way. We'll be right back. That's a lot of diamonds. That's a lot of diamonds. You're seeing a lot of diamonds because you're at Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers getting ready for Valentine's Day. A Celtic knot made of two intertwined hearts share the fire of a single created diamond. The Together Forever Diamond Pendant is about the love you share. Just $169. You can also celebrate your togetherness with bigger diamonds at bigger prices. All the way up to $6,000. A crescent moon holds a Valentine's heart. That says, love you to the moon and back. Just $99. Now tell us about the circle of love, Aunt Lori. The circle of love diamond pendant is for only one woman. The woman who is surrounded by your circle of love. $149 and up. Valentine's Day is all about love. And so is Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers. Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers is the largest diamond store in Louisiana on veterans between Bonneville and West End in Metairie. Hi, I'm Nichols Head Football Coach Tim Rebo. Winning a football game starts with a great game plan, and so does fighting pests. Terminex will protect your home and business from termites, roaches, mice, and even mosquitoes. Call the local team, Dan and Billy Foster at Terminex of Homa. They will drop a winning game plan to tackle your pests. Terminex is a proud supporter of Nichols Athletics. Go, Colonels! Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Well, well, it's a lot here, guys. Happy Tuesday. Happy uh, hosting for Gus Day. Um, let's we're, we're going to try to get Jarrett on the phone real quick. Uh, if if we can do that, that was a late ad. Um, to continue to talk about. Uh, the latest news today, uh, Saints right now, press conference is scheduled for 3 o'clock. 
we all assume that will now be when Sean Payton will announce his retirement. Um, retirement being the key word here, I think, and whether this is uh, whether this is a, a permanent stepping away, but it is still something that um, just comes up out of. Uh, kind of out of nowhere. I mean, not out of nowhere. We knew this was kind of coming, right? We we knew this was something that was going to be a a possibility. Mm-hmm. However, right now it's just it is it is a lot. And for for me, it kind of just. I mean, I, now I'm thinking about it. Somebody just pointed out in in one of my group chats, the Saints, LSU football, LSU baseball, LSU women's basketball, and the Pels are all having first year coaches right now. I mean, this is a, a real changing of the guard here in uh, in South Louisiana. I think this is all kind of coinciding when you showed up. So maybe maybe it's the curse of Aaron at this point. Uh, I did show up, and then like a week later, there was a hurricane. So it could that could possibly be it. And I'm sorry, but the Pelicans are doing well, so maybe that's it's not all on me. Um, I think that when this news started coming up and people started hearing maybe. Coach Payton was leaving. It's hard at that point to think about what that would look like or to accept that that's the case because he's been here for so long. I mean, he's been here for 15 years and it was Sean Payton and Drew Brees. They had one of the best offenses in the league. They came in together in 06. And I remember that was the year, uh, that was the year I first bought season tickets. Um, that was a, that was the year I first bought season tickets. I remember that year. Obviously, Reggie Reggie was really the 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 main thing that everybody cared about right away. But um, yeah, just just nuts. Uh, let's go now to Jared Roser. Um, great day, Jared. I mean, nothing nothing to talk about. I'm sure we'll talk a lot of LSU recruiting here in a second. But um, what's your yeah, what's your initial I, reaction to uh, to this other news that's kind of kind of out there? I like how we both were kind of in the same state of mind. I was going to joke that it's, you know, it's a quiet day up in Baton Rouge, uh, eight days before national signing day. And I'm sure it's a quiet day down in new Orleans. Um, but yeah, it, it was something that you've kind of seen some media start hinting a little bit about the past couple of days that, that Sean Payton was not necessarily uh, fully committed to, to being the Saints coach a- after this year. And you even saw some players kind of, make some joking comments. Uh, I think it might have been Kamara joked about it. I'm not 100% committed to having catch-up with my fries tonight and stuff like that. I would Um, like to say I am always 100% committed to having catch-up on French fries. Yeah, absolutely. pointing that out. And I am always 100% committed to not having catch-up on French fries. Wow. You're also not 100% committed to having hamburgers or steak. So True. True on both counts. All three counts, I guess. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, it's, it's been interesting to watch that kind of develop and I've felt similarly about the Peyton news as I have about some of the buzz around Tom Brady potentially retiring and what's going on with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay is that there, there just seems to be a lot of smoke and it's it's a weird amount of smoke for three very elite individuals in their crafts at the same time uh, as the season kind of winds down. And I'm very interested to see how each one ends up shaking out, but certainly here locally uh, what, what happens with uh, the New Orleans Saints now is Sean Payton, who has been so instrumental in, in getting this franchise to where it is through the years uh, after the Saints that we knew growing up. Uh, it, it's definitely something I'm going to have my eyes on pretty much daily. What are, what are some of your 
Sean Payton memory. Like, oh, like, like I was just telling Aaron about 06. I remember how everybody was really more hyped about Reggie that year and how he was going to use Reggie. And, but it was like, it was Reggie first and then it was Drew. And then I was like, oh yeah, we have a new coach who mm-hmm. might be better than somebody we had previously. But I mean, going, going back, what are you, what are some of your early, like, what, what do you remember the most from those, those early Sean Payton years? Yeah, there was that stretch, I think, where there was a lot of excitement about each of those pieces coming in, but sort of a, a wait and see exactly what they were going to become. And obviously, uh, two of the three hit in a very significant way when Reggie kind of had some of his ups and downs. Um, but early on with Sean, I remember some of the, the ups and downs with him, too, of some excitement, and then there were some plays. I remember... Uh, one play call in a game against Tampa where at the end of that game, we're all kind of wondering what the heck was, was he kind of out coaching and out thinking himself a little bit at times. And then There's a few times, I think I thought that. <laughs> yeah. And, and then you hit a point where you started to realize that, okay, this, this guy's kind of hit his stride and is one of the elite offensive coaches in particular and, and ultimately elite head coaches in this league. Um, certainly right now, but I think, his status um, on a bigger scale as we start to look more at what he accomplished here will will come into greater focus of, of kind of his his stature on the the all time coaching list and, and things of that nature. Uh, he, he's uh, he's built a heck of a consistent winner, a team that if the the Rams could have taken care of business a couple weeks ago should have been in the playoffs this year despite everything that that was laid upon them this year trying to rebuild and handle COVID and all these other issues. And so I think you go from some of those early years of trying to find out what exactly he was going to be to then seeing what he has become. And it's, it's been pretty incredible to, to watch over so many years now in New Orleans. Sean Payton, uh, 152 regular season wins. That puts him uh, tied for 21st, tied with Keith, uh, with Pete Carroll uh, right now. Uh, Mike Tomlin just above him. I mean, you look at some of the names around him uh, just on this, just in the, in, like on this list, uh, if I'm just looking at from 18 to tied for, for 29th, basically, I mean, Joe Gibbs, Mike Tomlin, Pete Carroll, Bill Cowher, Marv Levy, Mike McCarthy, Tony Dungy, John Arbaugh, uh, Marvin Lewis, John Fox, Hank Stram, former Saints coach. Uh, it, I mean, that really kind of stands out. And when you look at wins just with one team, he jumps uh, even higher. So we're going to continue to talk uh, a lot about Sean Payton um, briefly, since we do have you, let's quickly just talk about the original reason I wanted to bring you on today. Uh, National Signing Day is next week. It is it is eight days away. Uh, LSU, there was some big LSU news yesterday. Um, tell us a little bit about that and who they're going to have uh, on campus this weekend. Yeah, so since the early signing period became a thing just a few years ago, a lot of the the drama has been taken out of the February traditional signing period in recent years for LSU, uh, but this year with the the coaching change and the addition of, of potentially seven additional scholarships for the class overall because of the transfer portal, there's a lot more mo- motion and, and activity heading into February than what we've seen the past few years, and so LSU still has eight spots to, to fill for this 2022 class. There have been a couple of, of high-profile in-state guys that have, have kind of topped that list for quite a while. Jacoby Matthews across the lake and Ponchatoula 
is is really one of the big national names out there that LSU is trying to fend off Florida and some other SEC schools for. Uh, same sort of storyline for Trevante Citizen, the running back out at Lake Charles College Prep, but some big out-of-state news kind of coming into focus as, as this last visit weekend approaches. Harold Perkins decommits from Texas A&M. He's somebody that LSU was kind of the top contender, I think, for much of his recruitment to the Aggies uh, before his All-America game announcement. And so him backing off of that Aggies pledge this weekend, deciding that he's going to take a final visit to Baton Rouge and meet with some of these new coaches, I think is something that has a lot of, of big buzz and, and smoke to it uh, heading into that that national signing period coming up next Wednesday. So he's going to be a big one to watch. There's a couple of other out-of-state guys, a wide receiver, Caleb Douglas. Uh, and, and so those those last eight spots may not sound like a lot, but it's a lot more than they've had to fill in some of these recent years. And there are some extremely high-profile names in the mix for them. Yeah. Uh, Harold Perkins, I mean, the decommitment, I think, was something that kind of stood out to a lot of people it, just because of the, the timing of it. I mean, having committed during the All-America game, what, two or three weeks ago, uh, well, mm-hmm. guess what? We're four weeks ago at this point. I don't know what time it is, man. I don't. I don't know what day we are. Uh, <laughs> January is sixty days long every year. <laughs> I, I. I don't know. I don't understand how January is this long. Um, maybe. Maybe that's why February is twenty-eight days to make you yeah. easily get into March after the longest month of the year. Um, but Harold Perkins, the timing of that obviously key, and the fact. Just, I mean, talk about how important it is sometimes for a school to land the final visit for for a recruit, whether that be before the early signing day period or, uh, you know, the traditional signing day? Sure. I mean, we talk about it with even outside of football and sports and all those things, when you talk about the different biases that people have of, you know, what was the first information they got or the first example of something they got and then the recency bias of, of the last thing that they have had. And so when you talk about these recruits, you have the first schools that really showed that love and had that that interest in them that that weigh kind of heavily for them a lot of times. The first ones that that showed that level of faith and thinking they could be the type of player that could play at that level, and then you have who who is the school that gets that last visit, the last thing fresh in mind for for these seventeen and eighteen year old student athletes as they try and make that decision and, and just trying to have that last opportunity to, to stick with them for those last couple nights as they have those final conversations with their families and, and folks around them, their high school coaches and, and some you know close friends of family and things like that. It's, it's something that getting that last visit usually signifies that there is some very serious consideration of that school as, if not the landing spot, certainly one of the top two, maybe three landing spots. And then that opportunity to be, one of the last in here and certainly the last there in person can really help sway uh, some things there late. Jarrett, I appreciate you coming on during this wonderful, wonderful time. Uh, go, uh, go take a walk around the complex for me and I'll see if, uh, <laughs> make sure, make sure no more cars explode. Can you do that? I can't, I can't promise anything. I, I obviously can't even promise that I can walk right now, uh, let alone <laughs> stop these folks from exploding cars in the parking lot. Appreciate y'all. My guy, ESPN New Orleans 100.3, Aaron Summers, Andrew Lopez. We will have Tim Bontemps coming out of this break. After that, all Sean Payton the rest of the way. Boy.
a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592. In Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. Home health services in South Lafouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health. For the sick, the elderly, and the homebound, our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 632-6900 for more information. Hello, this is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter, and you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover exceptionally common sense. I know you've been waiting a little bit longer than normal. Jen's manicure spot needs an extra pair of hands. Who's at the front desk right now? Someone who's handy with everything from nail files to spreadsheet files. Deidre's not coming in today, but we have that whole bachelorette Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. What would you say you do? Sports. Sports. All day long. Hello, sports fans. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Andrew Lopez, Aaron Summers, sitting in for Gus here on uh, ESPN New Orleans 100.3. We're going to talk here to Tim Bontemps uh, in a second. Uh, We'll get a little bit more Philly Pills. After that, we'll go Saints the rest of the way. Clearly a big day. Sean Payton um, looks like he is set to announce his retirement. Saints have called a 3 o'clock press conference, uh, so we're about 90 minutes away from that. Uh, Right now, though, Let's go to Tim, who doesn't know how to pronounce his last name, according to a lot of my friends down here. <laughs> Timmy, good times. How are you doing today, sir? I'm surprised I'm still on the show. Uh, well, you know what? We're gonna. We're, it's not gonna be a longer segment. I promise you that. We might not make it to 145, <laughs> but uh, we good. we had you here, good. and it's look. It's a it's a fun day. We're 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 adapting down here in the uh, ESPN one. Gotta roll with the bunches. Do people, do people in New Orleans actually think Sean Payton is retiring, or is he just going to stop for a year and go coach Dallas or somebody else? This is the part of the show where I remind you that my co-host is a uh, works for the New Orleans Saints, so she is not going to say anything. I think this is a mini retirement. He will go take the the Fox money. Um, if. Troy Aikman is going to go to Amazon, and then he'll he'll go do that, see how he likes it for a year, and then wait for somebody to fire Mike McCarthy and go to Dallas. Yeah, right. probably, probably makes sense. So uh, let's, let's talk a little Philly tonight. And it's uh, apparently, even from the time I talked to you yesterday about coming on the show, this game looks completely different from what it did yeah. uh, <laughs> even a few hours ago now that the Pels are losing uh, four starters. And really, uh, as AD pointed out earlier, I mean, it, essentially their entire starting five, if you include uh, Zion as well. So, uh, 
I don't even know. Are you there tonight? Where are you? Are you in, where, where are you at in the in the wide, wide world of the Eastern Conference? I will, I will be at King Celtics tonight, but it, it is ironic that uh, this game is going to look like this when mm. uh, the first time it was going to be played, it was postponed because the uh, Sixers were down several guys. And now right. when it's actually being played, the Pelicans are going to be down four starters, like you said. So uh, not ideal from a competitive standpoint, I would say. Six. It's a. It's a because of the rescheduling uh, of the NBA. Obviously, this was the the Sixers had a back to back. The the first time this was supposed to be played, it was the Pels and then the Celtics. Um, instead, they you know the game is postponed. Now the Pels get back to back tonight, two nights off, and then four and five. So they're really in a stretch of a, of a six and nine. Some of the rumblings. Obviously, we've, we've talked to some Pels folks today who were a little upset at how the games were rescheduled. When you see this in the NBA now, could you see them this year going to to some sort of system where forfeits come into play instead of trying no, to reschedule? No, 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 absolutely not. I mean, I mean, listen. Obviously, it's unfortunate for the Pelicans that they're down uh, bodies for this game, but the idea that uh, the idea that they're going to have forfeits and not play games is uh, never going to happen. Uh, at the end of the day, this is a money-making business, and even if there are four Pelican starters not playing, there is a game that will be played and tickets will be sold. And if it was in reverse in New Orleans, it would be the same thing, right? So uh, I certainly get the frustration about all the guys being out, but it doesn't change the fact that this was postponed in the first place uh, simply because they didn't have enough bodies to play the game. Uh, and, you know, whether they have enough good bodies is – one thing but the Pelicans have enough bodies to play so they're gonna play I think this is also one of those where it's uh I mean we, we talked about schedule L's with with AD and it, it seems yeah. like a lot of scheduled yeah. scheduled rest in here for this one um uh, one of the things we you, you do for us one of the many things you do for us at ESPN.com uh is the the MVP poll and we heard uh Ty Graffinini and and Antonio Daniels earlier in this show talk about the they think right now that Joel is is might be the MVP. Um, where where do you think this this race is kind of kind of shaping up right now, especially with Steph kind of struggling a little bit, and then some injuries kind of maybe uh, as as seems to have been the case the last few years, kind of knocking off a few guys or, or putting a little bit of some guys in jeopardy right now. I mean, look, I think you know, obviously in the first round of the straw poll, Steph Curry had ninety first place votes, a pretty massive lead. Um, I would still say Steph is the leader, despite the fact that he has struggled a bit for the past several weeks. Um, at the same time, you know, let's see where things stand in a month when I do the straw poll again, right? Like, you've got to – I think the thing that may determine the MVP race more than anything else is the health of Draymond Green, frankly. Yeah. Um, if Draymond is healthy, I think that the Warriors are going to be probably the second-best team in the West, and Steph is going to look a lot better. And I think we'll probably relatively cruise to the MVP, given the fact that Golden State was a team that people thought, what, would maybe, you know, be in the middle middle of the, East, of the Western Conference most likely, right? Probably not be in the play-in tournament again. Uh, I don't think many people thought they were going to be on pace to win 60 games. Uh, and, and as you know, Andrew, this is an award that a lot of times is determined by narrative, right? Yep. And that narrative is pretty strong. And when you look at guys like Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic, for as well as they're playing, they're on teams that are sitting around 500, at least in Jokic's case, and Embiid's team is sixth in the East or fifth in the East. Right. It's Other than Russell Westbrook, basically no one's ever won MVP 
when Being their team has been in that kind of right. position, right? And Russell no, it's Westbrook the best has, player on the best team, usually, because yeah. that's generally the most right. generally, eyes are on that team. Yeah. That's right. Generally, that's how the award goes. So, to me, it's less of an argument of who should be the MVP as opposed to who's going to win the MVP, at least in terms of how I look at it. And I think that, again, if Draymond's healthy, I think Steph's going to start to play better. He's not going to shoot like this all season. He'll bounce back. Uh, and I still I think he'll win. However, if Draymond, say, is out for two months, you know, all of a sudden if Golden State starts to struggle, then I think it opens the door for guys like Embiid and guys like Jokic, especially, like, look, Philly's a couple games out of first in the East, right? Right. Philly ends up second in the East, like all, especially with the Ben Simmons thing hanging over him all season. Like, yeah, then Joel's candidacy gets a lot stronger. So The, the, the narrative changes. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. And ultimately, that's how people have to look at this. It's not you can you can stack up stats and and say this guy's doing these stats and this guy's doing these stats. Ultimately, you have to look at this as a award that's voted on by 100 human beings, and you have to look at it in terms of how they're going to vote on it. And the narrative of the season and how these guys impact winning plays a big part in how that goes. Tim, I appreciate you uh, coming on, especially in the middle of uh, <laughs> as we're talking about Sean Payton news. But wanted to get sure. just a little bit in there on that. I will say this: I do. I am not one of those 100 voters. I am one of the voters in the ESPN straw poll, and I do think about my votes maybe once or twice a week of how I'm going to vote in the next one. So I'm 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 still thinking right now of how my vote will be when we do this in a month from now. Yeah, people people think about the MVP vote. And all the votes across the board, way more than they used to. I mean, it's a, it, people spend a lot of time thinking about who they're going to vote for. So it's not like people just get to the end and go, oh, yeah, I'm going to pick a guy. So there's no I, question it's a year. I can, I can tell you I do, and I'm only voting in your straw poll, and I think about it <laughs> right. multiple times a week. Tim, thanks. Enjoy uh, Boston and Sacramento tonight. Sounds good, guys. Enjoy the Sean Payton talk. See ya. Uh, we, we will. Uh, 800-998. One zero zero three. Uh, if you want to call in, we probably have time for maybe one more here uh, before this next break. Again, let's we can kind of wrap up. I think our Pels talk right now uh, with this after talking to Tim. Pels will play tonight. We mentioned earlier they're going to have nine guys: Herb, Jose, GT, Jackson, Nikhil, Tomas, Gary, Billy, Naji. Uh, here on out, let's. You know, that that's going to be a tight game. We'll have, obviously, more here on ESPN 100.3 tonight. You can listen in to Todd uh, and Daniel. Uh, until then, we'll, let's, we can talk a lot of Sean Payton. You can call in. You can get at us on Twitter, at ESPN Radio, NOLA. Uh, once again, the number 800-998-1003. I think we have somebody on the phone line uh, right now, buddy. Let's uh, Let's go to them. Is it John? Hi, yeah. yes, sir, Mr. Lopez. How are you? I'm good. How are you, sir? Doing well, Miss Summers. Hi. I hope y'all are doing okay. I know the news right now isn't too great in terms of the Saints. Um, but actually, I wanted to come on here because I know y'all are, uh, you know, your background is really with the, the Pelicans. Um, I was going to talk about the game, but obviously with the starters being out, you know, it is a little doom and gloom a little bit. But I actually wanted to ask y'all, especially you, Andrew, if there was something in particular that you thought, you know, as the trade deadline approaches, um, do you see the Pelicans either being buyers or sellers? Do you think they're going to just remain kind of 
where they are or is there a target that you think they need to improve on um, with a, a hopeful return of Zion? Uh, sure, yeah, uh, obviously. Uh, I, I appreciate the call there. I do think that they – I think they will be buyers more than sellers. I don't think it's, as, it's going to be a situation where, like, they start – uh, trying to get rid of of pieces to, for for draft picks or anything like that. Would I? I don't think they're going to kind of play around the edges. I don't think it'll be like oh, like here's a second round pick for a backup point guard or mm-hmm. do anything like that. I think when they make a move, if they make a move, let me let me walk that back a little bit. Not <laughs> if they make a move, I think they will try to make a bigger splash and in their push for for the playoffs. Obviously the um, the playoffs right now, like, the, the play-in has obviously changed that a little bit. So they're what? They're two games out of the play-in tournament right now. They're two games out of the 10th seed, four games out of the ninth seed. Um, would have a long way to go to have uh, great, better footing in the play-in tournament to where they can afford a, a, a loss or two, or obviously not two, uh, a loss. But I, I think if they make a move, if, if, uh, it will be for a bigger piece. I don't think it, you know, if you're, you you probably can look at one more playmaking guard on this team who can come out and, uh, you know, get their own shot, do some more pick and roll. Uh, I, look, this is still a team who, I, by all accounts right now, will get another big piece back, hopefully down the line in Zion Williamson. They're, you know, I don't think he's sitting out the entire season as of right now. Um, if the Pels ever wanted to say anything about Zion, it might be right now. This might be the perfect time for them to get some news out. You think it would uh, go under the radar today? Yeah, they'll they'll try <laughs> to sneak it in. No, uh, obviously nothing nothing Zion sneaks under the radar. That's why I have a job. No, but to uh, your your point there, I think that we've seen that players on this team are capable. They can step up. They can do well on a given night, but. Yes, we thought coming into the season you were going to have another all-star player in Zion Williamson on this roster. And that changes what this team is capable of doing. It takes pressure off of Brandon Ingram. It adds to what people like Trey Murphy can come in and do or Devontae Graham being a catch-and-shoot guy rather than having to create offense because so much attention is on somebody like Zion Williamson. So if you want to make a move, it's to bring in somebody that is going to garner some attention from an opposing defense to help alleviate as the work that you're having to see this team do night in and night out. Right. Uh, Before we go to break here, uh, Jay Glazer, who uh, has, as as many people who follow the Saints know, has has tweeted a lot of Saints news, a lot of Sean Payton news before. He just tweeted, uh, Sean Payton was wrestling with stepping away for a year or two uh, or retirement, uh, for retirement months, I guess. He's he's trying to say he's been trying to, wrestling with retirement for a few years now told mrs b that's how you know it probably came from him uh by going to mrs b told mrs b a couple of weeks ago and she asked him to take some time off and to think about it we go back to the comment that he's had yesterday he's gone up and down about it for a while uh but the theme i think is he needs this is more i got more than not is that he needs a break so maybe it is the mini retirement she is aaron summers i am andrew lopez this is espn New Orleans 100.3. We'll be right back after this. If you want to call us and talk, 800-998-103. Give us a call. Let's talk Sean Payton.
It's the start of something new sales event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with the Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. When you're shopping at Rouse's Markets this time of year and you walk past the bakery, it smells so good. That warm smell of gourmet cinnamon dough is Rouse's Markets King Cake Dough. Rouse's Markets bakes their king cakes fresh throughout the day. The whole bakery just smells like Mardi Gras. Get your Rouse's Markets King Cake in store or ship anywhere in the continental U.S. at Rouse's.com. There are so many flavors to choose from. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Terrebonne General Health System Community Sports Institute is recognized for outstanding service and contributions to Terrebonne Parish. We provide a certified athletic trainer to every Terrebonne Parish high school. We also provide concussion baseline testing to over 1,400 student athletes annually along with CPR and AED certification to over 500 area coaches at both the schools and the recreation departments. We are proud to be your trusted resource in keeping our community safe. Visit TGHealthSystem.com. Hey, Ray Mariazzi here. I don't know about you, but my car could use a few upgrades. I mean, the 8-inch tear in the driver's seat does have sentimental value since my butt has molded to fit it, but I'm ready to move on. My solution? eBay Motors. They've got all the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them, from seat covers to whole new seats. When I get that new seat, I think I'll put the old one in the living room, right next to the minivan seats, or as we call it, the sectional. eBay Motors. Let's ride. Let's hit it. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. We are back. Uh... Not Gus Kattengill. Uh, she is Aaron Summers. I am Andrew Lopez here. ESPN, New Orleans, 100.3. Saints press conference for Sean Payton is at 3 o'clock. Uh, obviously, that is right when we go off the air. However, uh, as you know, after further review with Matt Moscona comes on after this show from 3 to 6, they will be also carrying that live. So you can listen to the Saints press conference here live on 100.3. Um you know, once this show is over, so we can bring that to you. Coming up here uh, in the next hour, two fifteen. Amy Just will still come on. She will be on her way to the Saints facility mm-hmm. at that point, uh, so we can still talk uh, a little bit of Saints with her and get a little bit more of what's going on. Want to go back to that uh, that Jay Glazer tweet just now? Um, Sean Payton wrestling with stepping away for a year or two. Uh, and the biggest thing is that he needs a break. As Tim kind of brought up, kind of jokingly, it, you know, uh, Ian Rappaport kind of alluded to it a little bit uh, in the sense that it, it sounds like this could be more a, a mini retirement than an actual retirement. Um, you know, maybe, maybe he does. There were some reports about, uh, you know, Fox going after him, especially if Troy Aikman is, is getting pulled to the Amazon package for – uh, Thursday night football. That's mm-hmm. something that's that's going big to them here. Um, you know, I think starting next season when they when they get there. So, I mean, fifteen years in one place. It's a, long, a time. long time. Yeah. And while he had enormous success, even his first season, he brought the team to ten wins in that first season that he was here. 
um, very shortly after championships and then the Super Bowl. And he did it all with the same, the same guy team, yeah. with him, with Drew Brees. And the way that last year went, I, I don't. I don't know because I can't speak to how he's feeling about it, but I imagine, and he he actually did say last year's season put multi, felt like multiple years, felt like two years getting through a couple months. Um, so speaks to just how taxing that one season was after already have coached 15 and for the team. I think he gave New Orleans and this team everything that he got, and he brought them to a sustained place of success. So that being said, I mean, you, you look. This, oh, but for everybody else out there, how you know enticing is this job now? You know, it's 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 funny because you would think, and again, that's what leads me to believe that they go in house for this. And I get it: the the Brian Floreses of the world, the uh, the Byron Leftwich, the Todd, Bo- whoever you want to bring up. You know, whatever other hotshot coordinator from Sean McVay's tree or or wherever you want to go, because of the way this has been for the last 15 years, I I think they look inside to try and get somebody just because you can kind of continue that continuity. Yeah, well, you have a loyal ownership group. They have shown that they're going to support you give you what you need, whether it's financially or with personnel and help you do what you need to do to develop success. So, Which leads me back to Dennis Allen. Yeah. And it could be Dennis Allen. It could be P. Carmichael. I think obviously even having one of those guys here, Dennis Allen has obviously worked what seems like miracles based on how the defense has played uh, in his time here. I I think he is better equipped to to be – the coach this time around Mm -hmm. than he was when he was going to Oakland. I think the structure is better. I think the support system is better. There's a reason he is getting interviews now. Other people feel this way as well. And I think if you keep some of it the same, you can kind of roll into what you want just a little bit more. And obviously I think keeping or keeping some of these guys is, is a lot bigger. There's a reason why when guys go places and, and, flounder they seem to wind up back with new orleans that we saw that many times and it's because of the system in in place here and i think the system right now is is key you talked about how long he was here uh you know going back to the 06 season his 152 wins um if i have done kind of this correctly i think is eighth all time for somebody who just stayed with one franchise um for their nfl coaching career and i think it's um, right now, what is it? It's eleventh all time for somebody, uh, just it, for one team. Eighth for somebody who just only has coached their career, uh, had their head coaching career with one franchise. So, it is it is a big loss once again. Uh, Amy Just is going to come up at two fifteen. The the actual press conference again at three o'clock. If you want to call in and talk, uh, eight hundred nine nine eight. Uh, one zero zero three. Call in. You want you got any more Pell's questions? We'll take Pell's questions. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to talk Sean Payton? We'll talk Sean Payton. Um, but to your point about Coach Allen, he had to take over as the head coach this season for one game because yep. Coach Payton was out due to COVID. It was the Bucks game, and everybody saw how that went. The Saints absolutely demolished. The that Bucks. was. I was. Uh, it was thoroughly impressive. That was one heck of a resume builder, right there. And <laughs> after that game. 
the players just talked about how much they wanted to show up and show out for Coach Allen because they they love him. They think he's an amazing coach. They wanted him to shine in this opportunity, although they said not so much as it ended up happening because they don't want him to leave. Right. I mean, that right there tells you how the players feel about Coach Allen, the relationships that they've developed, the mentality that this team has, that they're going to fight through the adversity that they face this season. They're going to stick together. So it would seem like a very seamless transition if it was to be Coach Allen, the defensive coordinator for the Saints right now, to step into that role. I, I, would, I would be interested in, in that option. Obviously, there are a lot of other very good options out there. So it's a matter of, are you going to take into consideration the other pool of very talented assistant coaches, possible head coaches that are out there right now? Um, and, and not to mention, the NFC South, it's changing right now. If, if Tom Brady doesn't come back, the road for the Saints getting to another NFC South title could be much easier. Now another... Uh... Another thing to that, though, the Saints have kicked the can down the road on the salary cap issues time and time again. We talked even earlier today, 80 to 90 million can be shaved off of this cap right away. If you have a new coach, let's say you go outside the building. Let's say you decide, you know what, the full, I don't want to say re, the full rebuild starts now. Mm -hmm. We don't have a coach who's pushing to try and win a championship. Maybe we draft a rookie quarterback. Maybe we just start to let some kind of things, and if Tom comes back, if not, maybe maybe your decision is based on if Tom Brady comes back or not. I think maybe you could end up, okay, let's not be great this year. <laughs> and then you kind of start to kind of go back, and maybe you kind of let some of those cap penalties hit instead of pushing them down the road for a little bit. You open yourself up. Maybe that's the year you've been waiting on, as you've been waiting on this. I don't know. Maybe they right waiting again. for a good time for a full rebuild. Right. So, but then again, maybe you do go to Dennis Allen and say, "Okay, let's win right away. We're going to give you the tools. We're going to do everything the same." And if if Sean was here and you try to go out and okay, maybe I'm trying to get a Russell Wilson, or maybe I'm trying to get an Aaron Rodgers, or maybe I'm trying to get whatever quarterback is out there. Maybe I'm trying to also maybe I bring Teddy back for competition. Maybe I, you know, I go right. with Jameis, whatever. Maybe I draft Kenny Pickett or Matt Corral or Him. whatever you do. I just look at the other teams and I think the Panthers are a mess. Yeah. Uh, the Falcons are going to be without Matt Ryan here and they're kind they've kind of been spiraling. I think you should and also just start Bucks, Taysom Hill every game against the, the Falcons. True, true. He does very well against them. Taysom, but then, Taysom if, against the Falcons is like <laughs> the, the, the Pels against the Grizzlies right now, where it's just, I could, it could be, the deck could be stacked so many ways, and I'd be like, okay, I feel good. I mean, the Saints have done very well against Matt Ryan, so maybe they don't want to see him not there in that position. But then you have the Bucks without Tom Brady. I mean, I don't know if I would want to just punt right now. Why not take advantage? Could be. Maybe it's a one-year punt. Maybe Tom Brady comes back one more. I don't know. I think there's a lot of answers, a lot of questions, I should say. Yeah. Not very yeah. many answers right now. Uh, you're gonna, If you want to talk about this, we'll talk more about this after the break. Again, Amy just coming up 2.15. Uh, maybe that's it. Maybe we don't know. We're going to find out. You can listen to the press conference here at 3 o'clock, one hour from now, here on 100.3 at the start of Matt Moscona's show uh, after further review. 800-998-1003. I guess our question of the day went out the window. 
Uh, I don't think we really need that anymore. But <laughs> man, uh, I had such good stats and like you know stuff to back up what I was going to say. Pell's, but... Pell's making the play, and we don't know about that. But <laughs> what I do know. DraftKings Sportsbook is coming to Louisiana, and it won't be long. Maybe this week. It could be this week. I, I am very much looking forward to that. Uh, and so you can uh, bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home. To celebrate, DraftKings is giving away $100 in free bets when you sign up before they go live. So key, you probably need to get it done right away. Download the uh, DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code LAROSE, L-A-R-O-S-E, when you sign up. Those who sign up right now, We'll get a hundred free dollars. I will use my hundred free dollars. Maybe DraftKings will have odds on who will be the next Saints coach, and we can get to it right away. Uh, she is Aaron Summers. I'm Andrew Lopez. This is ESPN New Orleans 100.3. Uh, we'll go to a break. I see somebody calling right now. We will get to you when we come back uh, from this break. Right after this. I'm whole wall needs to be shelving too this is a focal point in our restaurant leilani's new restaurant will have the largest wine cellar in the city she needs a robust sommelier with notes of procurement manager sections for france i mean this is the biggest indeed can help her hire great people fast i need indeed indeed you do instant match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on indeed match your sponsored job description visit indeed.com slash credit and get 75 dollars towards your first sponsored job terms and conditions apply What is hope? Hope to me was just that he would get to come home. I had no idea how hard it would be once he got back. I wish she'd stop drinking so much. She thinks it's helping, but it's not. I hope she sees that soon. I act like I don't care if he comes to my games. But I hope he does. I used to hope he'd find happiness again. Now I hope. Our marriage makes it. I hope Grandpa will get help. He thinks it's too late, but it's not. With everything that he's going through, I hope he sees a counselor. I just want my brother back. I hoped he'd get help. Stop hoping things would get better on their own. He told me to stop asking. I didn't. Then one day he asked for a ride. Hope is knowing.